Hey friend, I'm so excited to bring you our very first lawyer warrior mindset little nugget for today, short, sweet, with a very awesome real example of why if you are at the end of your rope, I want to really give you some encouragement and some love. And maybe you need to share this with someone else who they've talked to immigration lawyers before and they're frustrated. They feel like they've given up hope. This series that drops every Wednesday is for you. And if you are an immigrant advocate, listen to this, share this hope and this positivity because it applies in our lives. It applies specific to immigration law in this context, but the lawyer warrior mentality, it applies throughout my firm. We all take it on. We used to have this slogan that we talk about in this episode, never give up all over our business cards because it was our mantra. I want to share that with you in your life whether it's immigration related or not, and encourage you never give up. If you believe it's for you, keep taking one step at a time. The universe has your back. Enjoy. I'm so happy to introduce you to the lawyer warrior mindset today. I'm going to say that again. My Kansas accent comes through your lawyer warrior mindset. Short episode today on why you should never give up why you got to take on this, I will never give up, the fat lady never sings in my case mentality if you are an immigrant advocate or if you are fighting your immigration case. A lot of people reach out to us and say things like, when is enough enough? When should I pack it up and go home? I have been fighting my case for 15, 20 years. When do I call it? And my perspective to that person is this is a long marathon. Some people run a, some people run a 5k, some people run a 10k for their immigration case. Some people run a marathon and other people run those 100 mile ultra races. And it just matters the mentality and the belief with which you have about whether you're going to give up or not. I'm always going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for immigrants. I'm going to fight for families and people to be able to stay in the country that they believe is their home and that they want to stay in and be able to leave and come and go and travel human right to be able to travel, um, whenever they want to. So today's episode, and we're going to have these every Wednesday is a little nugget of goodness on why the never give up attitude pays off. And here's a story about we're going to call her Sarah. It's a real client, um, different name, but a real client. And Sarah had what's called the 10 year bar. We're going to talk about the bars a lot on this podcast. One of my hopes is that we see the 10 year bar, we see immigration reform and that the 10 year bar and the three year bar and the permanent bar, all of them go away. And then if anybody ever wants to go to a bar, all they have to think about is getting a beer and not being separated from their family and the place that they love calling home. So Sarah entered the country with a visa. She overstayed for three and a half years, and then she left. She visited a sick family member in Mexico, and then she re-entered with her tourist visa. So she has two lawful entries, but a lot of time in there that caused her a problem when it came for me to get her her green card. The problem was was that at the time, this has since changed. Oh yeah, this is why we never give up because sometimes immigration laws change. At the time, USCIS said, 
you have, Miss Sarah, you have the 10-year bar because you were here for over a year and then you left and then came back, you have the 10-year bar. So you need to leave the country for 10 years and then your U.S. citizen daughter who's over the age of 21 can petition for you and you can get your green card, but you'll have to do it from Ciudad Juarez from Mexico. By contrast though, Immigration courts were saying and finding, well, the way the statute's written, you can spend that 10 years inside the United States or outside the United States. It doesn't matter. So the benefit was that we had Sarah in immigration court. We didn't have to worry about going to USCIS for her because her case had been administratively closed. If you don't know what that is, don't worry about it. We got it reopened. We went to court. We filed her green card um, application with the judge. Her daughter's I-130 petition for her had already been approved. And so we filed um, her green card application with the immigration judge and said, the 10-year bar doesn't apply because it's been more than 10 years. Doesn't matter where she's been. She should be able to get a green card. And the judge said yes. And the government said yes. And like 20 minutes later, she was a lawful permanent resident because that's how long the hearing was. Now, loads and loads and loads of people here in the United States are going to benefit from this wonderful update that recently happened that I'm about to tell you about. In the past month, and right now I'm recording this, it's August, 2022. In the past month, USCIS has issued guidance that is in alignment with what the immigration judge found in Sarah's case. That contrary to how USCIS used to view it, which meant you had to go to your home country for 10 years, stay there, and then you can petition to get your green card. Now, USCIS agrees that the way the statute was written, I mean, they haven't literally said these words, they're just saying that we're no longer going to enforce our old policy. But the, the important thing for us here is that now USCIS, just like the immigration court, agrees that if it's been 10 years since you left, since you left, the 10-year bar doesn't apply to you anymore, so you don't need a waiver. The reason this is so important is because for people like Sarah, who she, her only person who was a qualifying relative for a waiver was her daughter, but U.S. citizen kids over the age of 21 or under the age of 21, your children, even if they're U.S. citizens in U.S. immigration law cannot be the basis for a waiver. So all y'all who, who left the United States re-entered after, you know, like you left the United States, just like Sarah, after you were here for over, let's say six months overstay, and then you re-enter the country with your tourist visa again, you've probably talked to an immigration lawyer at some point and they're like, well, you have a lawful entry because you entered with your tourist visa and you have someone who can petition for you, your child, who's a U.S. citizen over the age of 21. But unfortunately, you have what's called the three-year bar or the 10-year bar. So we can't do anything for you because your kid cannot be the basis of a waiver. And the beauty here is that is not the rule anymore. And we didn't have any immigration reform. We didn't have anything crazy that happened. I don't even think this really made the news to the extent that it ought to have. But you can now just petition. So look at when you left. If I'm an immigration lawyer, let me tell you how I would analyze this. So I hope that this helps you. Again, I'm an immigration lawyer. I am not your immigration lawyer. I'm an immigration lawyer. This is not legal advice for you. I'm just telling you, I'm going to give a fake fact pattern and we're going to work it out together. And then we're going to 
chant, never give up. And then we're going to call this episode a wrap. Okay. Fact pattern. It's annoying lawyers call these fact patterns, but really they're just facts. So we'll just say, here's a story. And let me tell you how as a lawyer, I would analyze it. Let's say that someone enters the country with a tourist visa without whatever they, they enter the, the country, um, with a border crossing card in 1992. Okay. 1992, 1997, either way, it doesn't really matter. They stay for 10 years and then they leave. Almost always, especially for my Mexican clients, my Guatemalan clients, they don't leave. Once they come, they don't leave. They usually don't enter with a visa either. My Mexican clients, many of them entered with work visas, like with work permits, with border crossing cards, with someone else's document. So even if this was someone else's document, this still applies to you. Um, but those are the main ones. Okay. Even my Canadian clients, if this, if you're Canadian and you've entered with your Canadian passport, you show them that you do the little swipey thing and you come through and you overstay and then you leave. You're here for 10 years. You're here for three years, whatever. And then you leave. And that is the point when you start counting. Doesn't matter if you're in Canada when you're, when you leave, doesn't matter if you're in the United States, when you leave, the clock starts ticking when you leave. Okay. So you need to tick tock, tick tock for 10 years under this specific, um, under this specific story or fact pattern. The clock has to run for 10 years from when you left, not from when you re-entered, from when you left, when the door of the United States Custom and Border Patrol shut behind you, that's when you start the 10-year clock. And then if 10 years elapses, let's say you're back in the United States and your 21-year-old kid wants to petition for you, you re-enter the country with your Canadian passport or your Mexican border crossing card, whatever it may be, your lawful re-entry. You're not going to need, in my experience, you're not going to need a waiver, which is so wonderful because for decades now, we've been telling people that you would need a waiver because you have the 10-year bar. You won't need the waiver. And the cool thing for people like Sarah was, you know, she had talked to immigration lawyers before she came to my firm. And they'd all told her that she needed the waiver. The benefit of working with us is we knew that the immigration judges in Phoenix all found that that bar wasn't going to apply to her. So we, we were very confident, like, you know, I would have bet a kidney on it that we were going to be able to get her, her green card. Cause she wasn't going to need a waiver. And now you get to share that confidence. So never give up. That is your lawyer warrior mindset nugget for today is this is just another example of why the fat lady, she hadn't sung yet on your case. Even if you've been deported, do not give up. If your family members, if you're separated, do not give up. You never know what is just around the river band is what I was going to say, not going to say, but then I, I couldn't not say it because I'm a, I'm a mom with little kids who love Disney, but you never know what's just around the river bend. You never know what's coming next. And so you just have to be expectant. I believe this is part of our act of faith that if I believe this strong enough, God, universe, spirit is going to move mountains. And one day, maybe USCIS is just going to issue new guidance that completely changes the landscape. This is a big freaking deal. 
I hope that I hope that more and more people know about it because all the people who have been told they needed a waiver, but they couldn't get one because of their kid not being able to be the basis for it. Or maybe, you know, anyway, long story short, this is a big, big deal. And I think it's going to impact tens, maybe maybe tens and tens of thousands of people who are in the United States who had been told no before. And the answer is yes today. It's miraculous. It's amazing. And it's part of the mentality of never give up. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios.